Hola todos. Welcome to Uno Souls Chat. Uh, I'm Philip Johnson, producer here with the host, Brigitte Peronio. Hello, Philip. How are you? I'm good. It's been a couple of weeks uh, since last we've come together, but I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, it's so nice to see you. Yeah, it, it feels like it's been a couple of weeks and I've missed you and I'm glad we're going to get to chat today. Yeah, me too. Me too. Let's just jump right into it. Sure. I know we're here today. We're talking about um, communication and what that means, what that doesn't mean. Let's communicate about communication, basically. I love it. Let's do it. Yeah, it's a very important topic. There's so much that we could say about it. <laughs> there is, there is, there is a lot to say. And I think for me, what I would like to bring to the conversation is, is actually this idea of communicating with, um, within yourself um, to be able to communicate better outside of yourself to others. Um, Actually, you have a statistic that I think would be really, that I'd love for you to read so that I can speak off of it from there. Sure, I'm happy to. Yeah, there's a study out there that shows that 55% of our communication is conveyed by body language and that 38% is the tone of the voice and only 7% is the actual words we speak. So that's stunning to hear that it, it, nonverbal communication is, is everything. It's very stunning. And to me, what that's saying to me or what I'm taking out of that is um, there's so much else that you're saying and thinking in your head, you know, so many other words that are not being said that you're choosing to not say. And it's in that area that I'm actually really curious about, you know, like what, what are those things that people are thinking and, and feeling and processing that they're then not saying, right? You know, and I think that a lot of that has to do that, that inner dialogue, a lot of that has to do with how well, I believe, you're communicating with your own self, with your own emotions, and how you're showing up and being present in that conversation or in that relationship. So, you know, for me, for me, this communicate this idea of communication um, and how it has an, an effect on interpersonal dynamics and relationships with family with friends. Um, I know that before I have definitely, you know, sort of assumed this idea of a person or how, or, you know, what our relationship is um, and based on, you know, not really communicating actively with whoever the person is, or, you know, it could be a colleague or, you know, loved loved one or, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner. And what you end up doing is creating this fantasized version of the person, of the relationship. And then you end up showing up intending to something that's not entirely based in reality. Mm-hmm. And so when, when you break that down, it comes down to this idea of, you know, communicating more clearly, right? Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. I, it's, it's almost like it's the illusion of a particular um, relationship that you think you're having with this person, whoever it may be. And, and so you, you work towards communicating that, but it's in the end is sort of empty words because it wasn't based on the reality of, of who that person is, who I am, who we are together. So, that, that makes things so complicated because really communication is so key. I mean, it can either make 
or break a relationship. I, I really mm. feel that it, it comes down to how you communicate with others. Yeah, I completely agree. And I mean, to what you said, you know, if you are relating to a relationship to a person, you know, or to yourself, to an idea that's not really based in how you're actually feeling or how the relationship actually is going, you're sort of discounting what you could have made with that relationship or that person or with your own, with, with your own self. Mm-hmm. Because all this effort's going into something that, you know, like you said, it, it could be empty words or empty effort, right? So, right. Yeah. 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 And there's something that, um, that I'm interested in learning more about, I want to say it's mindful communication, right? And, you know, we talk a lot about mindfulness things and meditation, and, and this goes hand in hand with that. Um, and there's an author who wrote a book about it. Her name is Susan Gillis Chapman, and she's the author of The Five Keys to Mindful Communication. And so um, I'll just touch on the five elements if, if that, that's okay with you. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, great. So she says that the five elements for mindful communication are number one, silence. Number two, mirroring. Number three, encouraging. Number four, discerning. And number five, responding. So those are the five. I I would love to tell you, oh, let me speak to each one. (laughs) But I can't because I really don't know a lot about them. Um, I know a little bit about each one. I mean, I'm, I'm actually pretty curious. I'd like to buy the book and read it. I don't know her. I'm not trying to sell her book. (laughs) I just simply am very curious about it. I mean, with silence, I'm wondering if they're talking about the listening. You know, I think they are. And I think that's, yeah, I think that is, um, I know that you have some, some insights into that area as well, but that's what I was going to say. The silence to me is for listening. And I actually just interrupted you and ignored the silence. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's uh, listening and and communication is a practice. So it's all good. But yeah, I think you're right about about it probably is the listening and, and then um, the second one with mirroring. You know, um, I think that that's a really important practice. Do we want to try it? You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. (laughs) So, so what it is, for instance, is, um, mirroring the other person like like if I say to you um you know Philip uh I feel that we're not having enough of these uno souls chats and I I feel sad about it so Mm -hmm. so then you would say Brigida this is what I hear you say and then Uh, you repeat back to me what what you think I said, you know? I do know, I do know this now, yes. I'm very familiar with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At first I thought it was gonna be sort of like a mirroring mime thing. <laughs> that might be cool too, yeah. But, but, you know, I think that it is an important part of communication. I don't think that that every relationship will get a lot out of it necessarily. Um, you know, for instance, a, a boss, and um, and the person that works for them type of thing that might not be 
where you would do mirroring. But I think more in, in intimate relationships, it probably is helpful because, because I think that's where some of the, the issues happen when there's the miscommunication, right? Like if I said that to you and then in your mind, you are like, you get really worried and you take it to a different place instead of having said it back to me. And then right away, I could be like, well, this is actually what I was saying. You know, I, I think, again, I'm not an expert in any of this, but but maybe, um, maybe that's what <laughs> I think that it is actually. And, you know, I know that I said I had no idea what it was, but then when you explained it, it's some, actually something that I do practice a lot in my relationships um, while we're having sort of conversations that do require a lot of clarity and understanding. I find it very grounding, very mm. grounding. And mm. it is something that I would say forces you to listen. Right, yeah. because if you if you are if you're actively mirroring or you know bringing that into your conversation, you have you have, you stop trying to think about how you're going to respond, and instead you're trying to think of how am I going to understand so that mm -hmm. I can mirror this back, then have that understanding. It actually works pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're, and then again, you mentioned that magical word, listening. It really mm -hmm. makes you listen, and and then it I think it also makes you feel, makes me feel heard. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, he or she is understanding what I'm saying, you know? So, and that's so important in a relationship to know that you're being heard, that you're being seen. So, yeah. Um, and so they also talk about other, other topics in this book, such as um, identifying what your communication pattern or habits are. Mm -hmm. um, uncovering hidden fears that often sabotage communication, which that that's probably a, a good one. I think I need to get this book basically. Yeah. <laughs> we could have a whole chat just on it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, and I did want to share this, this book that I have, and I don't think it's, you're going to be able to see it, but just it's the called part. The Listening Path. And it's by Julia Cameron. And it's and it the the subheadline is the creative art of attention. And I have been reading it, and you know, people who know Julia Cameron might remember that she also wrote the very famous book uh, called The Artist's Way. And um, and it's been out for a long time, and a lot of people have really enjoyed it. Um, and a lot of what she talks about is, for instance, um, waking up and right away starting to journal. Um, and she talks about going out on a walk every day for 20 minutes and just listening to nature. So it's interesting. I'm only on the second week. It's sort of a six week program. I'm on the second week. And and it's very interesting how she walks you through these different things, because for a minute you're like, wait, what does this have to do with listening? But it's, she's, she's a very clever and intelligent writer who really takes you to that whole place of the importance of listening on, on all different levels, be it you're walking in nature and you're paying attention and listening. She also encourages, you know, listening to music, but to like to really listen to it and to something you know, be it that it's a soothing song, a calming song, or a more, you know, a faster type song, but 
but to really listen. And the other interesting thing that she says is to do a soundscape uh, journal. So it's kind of like you wake up in the morning and you hear your alarm, maybe. So you write that in your journal. I heard my alarm. <laughs> and then maybe the water running or... Um, or, or the microwave sound, you know? So it's really interesting because she slowly tunes you in to the importance of listening. Wow, that sounds really cool. That, that um, exercise, the sound journal, what, 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 does, what does she say is the, the goal or the intent or the purpose of that? Yeah, so she actually talks about how, how to minimize the sound in your life or, or to make it not so jarring. So for instance, in the morning, your alarm goes off and maybe it's like really loud and obnoxious. And, and then, you, you know, you wake up and your, your heartbeat is like, boo, 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 boo. oh my gosh, you know, that sound, let me turn it off. And, and maybe some people need that in order to actually wake up. <laughs> but, um, but for me, I would rather have like birds tweeting or something <laughs> as my alarm, you know? So she yeah. talks about changing, changing the tone of your alarm. And so different things like that to sort of minimize and kind of get to that place of, of stillness. Ah, I see. You know, actually, I, um, I got a Fitbit recently, oh. I don't know, maybe six months ago or so. And yeah. I've switched to that as my alarm. It's like a gentle vibration. So there's no oh. more noise, which <gasps> I've actually never really enjoyed. And so this, I really like that it, there's a this vibration that, that sort of brings me out of sleep. Um, what a great idea. So, yeah. And you know, what I also wanted to say while we're talking about listening and sound is um, there are some really great sound walks that I know are, you know, outside the DC area and also in New York and Central Park, both mm -hmm. by the same um, creative outfit. It's called, I think it's called Soundwalk. It's by Ellen Reed, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and. I would really recommend it. I know you and I did one together. Um, mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, you basically walk around with your phone and it pings off of towers that then change the music. And yeah. depending on how you're walking through it, the music is never the same twice. That's right. Yeah, I enjoyed that so much. I'd highly recommend it. It was at Wolf Trap in Vienna, Virginia. And I don't know if they, I, I, think, I think it was supposed to go on until September. But like you said, they, they have it at, at least a minimum throughout the United States. Um, you can probably look for them, but, but it was fascinating and calming and meditative to do that. Yeah, that it was. And then yeah. to bring it back to what you mentioned, it really did, you know, sort of uh, work out your listening skills, right? Sort of yeah. trying to tune out what's happening in the ongoing chatter and listening to what's this music coming to me next. I found it very helpful. Yeah, 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 that was great. But yeah, so I, I think that um, this whole idea of cultivating listening in order to be a better communicator is, is probably for me something that I really want to focus on. Mm, what would that mean to you? It would mean that I am seeing other people, that I'm seeing who they really are, that I'm l hearing them and, and then hoping that that is reciprocated in order to, to be able to have good 
and healthy relationships. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I was actually, you know, one of one of the things that still sticks with me from um, being so virtual and digital and being more Zoom focused and having those kind of calls, you know, you, you did have to change the way you were communicating with people because you, you didn't want to sort of interrupt them or the sound would cut them off. They had a thought they were finishing. And for me, it actually increased the authenticity of some of my relationships, which I think I might've mentioned before. Um, but that's, I'm, you know, that, that is also a really great side effect, right? Is if you start listening more then that relationship could, you know, improve or you could learn something else about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, I think that's one of the silver line, another one of the silver linings of COVID, you know, what we got yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. Sorry, is there something else you wanted to read? Yes, there is. Thank you. Um, you know, I, you know how I love quotes. So I, I want to share one. There are so many of these quotes around communications, but this one is by someone. Um, her name is, the person's name is Mir Ezra. And the quote is, once you communicate, you don't discover reality you create reality. So I, I love that because it brings us back to the beginning of our conversation when we were talking about the issue of communicating with someone under almost false pretenses and how great it is when you can communicate under real circumstances. Yeah, that is very, that's very insightful and very necessary. Mm -hmm. And I hope everyone listening has taking some tips on communicating. Um, we'll throw some of the things that we chatted about in the description in case you wanted to go on the sound walk or read that book. Join us both in reading that book, creating mm -hmm. a sound journal. It's been great chatting with you again, Virginia. Yeah, it's been wonderful. It's always so insightful. Thank you, Philip. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, thanks. Me too. Thank you so much for listening to Uno Souls Chat. You can find us at www.unosouls.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I would love to hear from you if you would like to chat with me. Have a beautiful week and see you at the next episode.